welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast. We are hosts Kay, Kareem, and Honey. And Kareem, what else have you watched aside from uh, basketball? Uh, more basketball. Uh, <laughs> more basketball. Nick's winning up more basketball. Yeah, right? Um, I started um, Dota on Netflix. I didn't finish it yet, though. But it, it started off good. But um, I heard the ending was okay. And it's probably because they're trying to set up a season two. And I didn't finish Pacific Rim yet either. I, I have to get back on that. Um, I finished Vinland Saga. Uh, I started another one on, on Amazon. There was something else I watched that I'm trying to remember. Dragon's Blood? Yeah, that's the one I started, but I didn't finish it yet. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it right now. I started watching the Irregulars, but that was just like to pass the time. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. So you wouldn't recommend it? Okay. I mean, mean, if you just want to have something on, you may or may not like it. It's not anything that's like, you know, if you're paying attention to it and you see stuff doesn't really, um, like they have a lot of plot holes. So it's like one of those kind of shows. It's like you just get some popcorn, you just let it ride it. Mm. And don't think too much about what's happening. The Pacific Rim, it's only six episodes, uh, but it definitely it's it, it ends off with a cliffhanger. Like it doesn't feel like there's a full season. So I have to check online to see when the next uh, portion of season one, if they're going to call it season one, uh, comes out because it goes pretty good. But it doesn't really establish where this fall, well, through the show, it doesn't establish where it is inside the Pacific Rim universe's timeline. Is this before the first movie? Is it between the first two? Because uh, this takes place strictly in Australia. Um, and it looks like the continent is getting overrun by uh, creatures from the breach. Uh, so I presume this is going to be before, um, either before or between uh, episode one and two. Because I believe at the end of the episode uh, two, they didn't know how to close the breach, and they're, they're, they're you know threatening to go on the other side of the breach and take out the uh, the actual threat. So when you say that, it feels like they were trying to create like a season two, like it 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 could have had an ending, but they just started dragging it out, or it's like well, one of those after it ends, then they have like little epilogue. That no, there's there's no epilogue as it's um, no. Season season one of Pacific Rim Black starts off with uh, people trying to evacuate. I forgot forgot which city in, in Australia, but they're trying to evacuate, and uh, there's already Kaiju there, and there's already Gagers fighting them and stuff. Um, the main characters uh, flee to sit, get out of the city in time, and they spend the next five years, I guess, in some part of the Australian desert, um, like in a small colony, hiding out there until they um, make their way back into the major city. Uh, and they run across you know, creatures that are there because apparently the kaiju have these dog beasts that are almost the size of a car that eat anything. And um, the way the season ends, it's no, there's no closure. And honestly, it feels like it's just an episode just ended and you're waiting for episode seven, but there is no episode seven. Uh, so <clears throat> I said it to say that it, it doesn't feel complete. There's no closure. So it's either if it's not going to be another season one, if it's going to be a season two, then it strictly was a, a cliffhanger. And they don't mention any other continents. They don't mention anyone else, uh, uh, any characters from the actual film. So there's no real tie-ins. It's almost like it's a one-off, kind of like how they have that Fast and the Furious animated series where it's supposed to be, I think, um, Vin Diesel's younger brother and, and some high school kids working for the government taking down bad guys. Like it's something totally never mentioned inside the, inside the films or inside the main you know storylines or anything but it's just like some one-off content going on but uh, it's a six episodes if you like pacific rim i would say check out uh pacific rim black on netflix well if y'all would freaking watch what's the call that i already said um the regulars that would be great that would well, be you really binge cool. watch stuff just too quickly I, we, we're gonna watch it wait you <laughs> watched it already yeah I couldn't sleep one night, so like, I, like I think I think it was Friday night. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I was up until like, I okay. Let me not lie, because what ended up happening was I missed like the last twenty minutes because I finally fell asleep of the last episode. Wow! <laughs> and then I had to well, I seen everything it except for the last episode. That's the okay. only thing I haven't watched. Is the last episode. Yo, I'm a little. I okay. I'm not gonna lie. I really like the regulars. It's really because I had not. I. 
I thought I knew Sherlock Holmes. I did not realize there was a, there were like three different stories involving the group that the regulars are based on. I mean, clearly they weren't girls and clearly they weren't fighting supernatural things in it at all. But there were actually the Baker Street boys. And I was like, oh, I really don't remember any of that in Sherlock Holmes. So I really do not know Sherlock Holmes as well as I thought I did. <laughs> but it's actually a really cute show. Um, Watson annoys me, though. The one thing I do like about this show is just, I guess, it's different to see a, a very diverse cast. You know, used yeah. to the traditional Caucasian uh, Dr. Watson, Caucasian, Caucasian heavy uh, characters. In this one, they have like the main characters are, are Asian, uh, Black, uh, Caucasian. Uh, just the fact that you have Watson uh, playing played by a uh, uh, person of color is pretty cool. And I think the, the Duke of Winchester was a Black guy. So it's different. Uh, I don't say it's a, it's a bad thing or a good thing. I just like to see, is there something more interesting to see that, you know, you don't, since it's a fictional world, you can you don't have to be hung up on a person's ethnicity. It's, it's nice to see a, a different change uh, in, regard, in that regards. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because even the, the Duke was, was Black and they, they didn't try to give you some backstory as to how he was Black. He just made him Black. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just like when they just put it out there like that, where you know you don't need a, a whole backstory like, well, he he was a slave, and then right. he fought nope. for his freedom, and no, no, we don't need any of that in this. Like it's it's like- fantasy. You can have <laughs> stuff like that in fantasy, and that's what I enjoy about um, the diverse cast and the back the the Baker Street Boys. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I have no memory of anything about it. If I did know about them once upon a time. But the question I have is, was there someone like Leopold? Because I feel that he's, even though the, the actor is very good in the role, I feel like he is an unnecessary character. Um, it just, to me, it seemed like he came off as a, you know, like they had the story and then they did like a, a survey or a test case and then, you know, a focus group. And they said, hey, we need to just add this character to the mix just to make it seem more, you know, palatable. Because other than that, he just seems a little bit redundant other than just having the answers to, you know, any information that they don't have at their fingertips. Right. Um, there was an actual King Leopold, but I'm pretty sure he was not British. He was from Belgium. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. And that definitely dude was definitely a villain. That's what I was like, exactly. So I was like, so are we setting him up for that? Because if that's the case, I'm all right with that. I perfectly fine with the with setting that kid up to be the uh king leopold that we know and hate and his atrocities so sure let that be it but um i don't feel like like i just think like he's like random kid just dome in there because you know we 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 need a love interest now in the second episode they established that it may be a lover's triangle well the two boys that look like they're gonna they kind of unconsciously know that they both like the same girl. Exactly. Because so. it's really like only one girl. Well, I mean, it's not to say that there's only one girl that they could like, but it really is like the only girl that they could like. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. be honest. That's the only one that they can truly really like because the other girl. And that's the other thing. Like, how old are they supposed to be? Well, they said they're working in the workhouse. So I'm presuming. Well, no, I think he said 17. Episode, yeah, the first episode, the Asian girl is um, 17th birthday. Okay. Yeah, so she's, the, I think, the eldest. And then the boy, the blonde haired boy, um, is probably after that. I think the youngest one is going to be the girl who has the special powers. Which means she's like probably 15. 15. Probably right. 15. I just, yeah, okay. I'm going to just. They had no child labor laws back then. So. <laughs> If you can walk and and, and uh, uh, if you can walk on your own, you know they, they, they signed you up for a job in the factories. <laughs> but like here, take this. You, you're good. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. Like you're good. Like it's it gets more and more interesting as the episodes go on. I don't want to tell you anything else, but I re- like it's en- it is enjoyable. Like it it kept me awake. It kept me interested, except for like the last twenty minutes. <laughs> But that was again. It was like almost five o'clock in the morning. So, 
<laughs> that might not be the reason. But again, like, I like the different this take of making things more supernatural in terms of the stories for Sherlock Holmes. And I think it's cool because like it's a Sherlock Holmes story without there real, really being much Sherlock Holmes in it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can deal with this. I like it's Sherlock Holmes aside. <laughs> and and it was it was it was succeeding without Sherlock Holmes. Again, I don't know what role he plays towards the end, but when they finally introduced him, I was like, yeah, they could have left him, you know, as a mystery that we saw yeah. that uh, he should be. Uh, he, just, he just didn't seem captivated to me. Now, I understand why they would go a certain route with the story, because um, it's my understanding some of those things were in the book um, that, that's defining um, characteristic um, for Sherlock, but it, it's just, he didn't come off as someone that was like, oh, wow, this is Sherlock Holmes. Right, um, but I, I agree. This is it. The, the kids are very entertaining because it's like they have this monster of the week storyline where every episode they have a different monster that they have to go after. Um, and they also have to discover how they got the power, what their ultimate goal is. Um, and that's, that's pretty entertaining. Um, and that's something that I like to see because even the monsters, the so called monsters, even they have backstories that make you understand. Um, why they are the way that they are. So even though it's sort of fantasy and supernatural, it still feels believable in, in, in certain ways. Like the the story, the episode with the Duke um, and the, the ultimate goal that the person had, when they told their story, you can be like, ah, I kind of see where they're going with it. Even though it yeah. wasn't justified, but you still, it still was believable, so to speak. Like you could still relate to the characters. And this is one of the reasons why I feel like Leopold could have been left out because it's like he he just doesn't fit. The character just doesn't fit other than to just have somebody else there or, mm-hmm. you know, have a storyline where you're trying to attract um, so-called shippers, where it's just, it's not about what they're doing, but it's about who's going to end up with who. And it's right. just a distraction. And that's why I feel like uh, they could have left him out of it too. Um, but I do love their their mysteries, how they try to solve them, the situations that they're in. So I agree, Kay, it is a pretty fun show, even if there are some potholes. Mm-hmm. Sinkhole-sized potholes, what we discuss one of us hasn't seen it yet. Well, uh, I'm hoping you're not referring to how Leopold can just easily walk out the house. Like You'd think he has to go through so many layers in order to escape the mansion or, or his, you know, his estate. All he had to do is tell a guard, Shh, don't say nothing. Okay. And he walks out. <laughs> like, why do you why are you even putting up with this your butler telling or your um the, the head head waiter or head staff guy telling you, I don't want you going out anywhere. You know, you need to stay home. Okay, I don't want to stay home, but you must. And then he walks away and it's okay, I'll go outside now. Like there's yeah. no reason for that. Like there's that whole buildup of okay, is he gonna sneak out? I'm guessing he's gonna have to wait until dark. He's gonna have to you know climb down the, the outside the window ledge, we'll walk out the front door. Pimp cane and all. Walk dress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing else here for us to do. Like I yeah. said, there's points that make like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice because some of the plot holes are just like, really, this is what y'all want to do. Okay, sure. Y'all aren't right here at all. No, because no, uh, one of the things I thought early on, and like you mentioned in that episode, when he walked out the front door, I'm thinking, well, that guy lost his job because he doesn't understand how these things work. You can't just let him walk out the front door and not tell anybody. Once they find out he's gone, everybody's losing a job who knew about it. So it's like, you know, things like that. It's like, it doesn't matter to him. But um, when you put it in the, the context of everybody else's story, it just he just doesn't fit there. Exactly. Like he really doesn't. Which, you know, whatever. Even the food, for example, (laughs) all of a sudden he just he no longer has that, you know, that taste for the food that they eat in the palace. Like it doesn't your food, your taste buds don't just change overnight. I mean, come on. Like things like that. He would have been complaining about the bed. Even if he was a nice kid, he still would have had a lot of adjustment that obviously the show can't focus on, but that's why they shouldn't have had him. I kind of want to revisit this once you finish it and then you can give us your um, thoughts because trust me, <laughs> just, you're just like, really? 
Yeah, I mean, we could definitely uh, revisit it. Uh, we have what uh, eight episodes, so we got four more, well, six more episodes to go through. We'll probably rock another two today, and we'll, we'll, we should have it finished by this upcoming week. Yeah, I, mean, I know we got Kong versus Godzilla uh, coming up uh, in a few days, anyway. So we we got our hands full. And the only other thing I've really been watching, like I've been watching like a lot of um, Chinese movies on Netflix. So like there's a thing called the Yang Yang Master, and that that was actually really interesting. But I don't think anybody else is watching these, so you know. <laughs> and I haven't been watching any like anime or anything. Although I finally did see uh, that. Uh, what's that one I said that I finally watched? The My Hero Academia movie. Oh, I still haven't seen the movie yet. Okay, yeah, I finally saw it. I'm glad you finally saw it. The season season five just began uh, this past week, anyway. So it, uh, that's a again. If you, have, if you know you have Hulu, um, it's on Hulu, the stubbed version is on Hulu, episode one. And cur- well, aside from sports, anything else that you've uh, been watching or aside well, from this, Invin- this Invincible, um, I finished that today. Well, the three episodes that they have out already, um, and I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, it's to me. It's I, I haven't read the graphic novel. Or the comic books. I don't know what is ahead for the characters, um, but I'm enjoying it so far. It's kind of like the boys meets Justice League animation, uh, where it's it has the same feel as a Justice League cartoon or mm-hmm. um, movie, but it's if it existed in the world of the boys. Um, so I'm enjoying the dynamic between. You know, the son um, and his parents, or mainly his father, uh, who is basically the, the Superman of that world. Um, I don't want to give anything away regarding even just the first episode, because some of it, you have to have that shock value. Um, if you're not aware of the show, you need to have that shock value at the end of episode one, because I think that's what starts making this show a little bit unique. Um, I was gonna say so you don't even need to uh, not so much give away the, the definitely not the ending of the first episode, but the premise of the show is like you said it's you no know, it's pretty much follows uh, a boy on Earth and his father's pretty I guess similar to Superman you know he can fly he's you know pretty much uh, bulletproof kind of stuff super strength. Um, one, one question I didn't I I have with that show is it seems to be that people don't know that uh, the main cat, the main Superman-esque kind of guy, like we call him Omni-Man, uh, voiced by J.K. Simmons, that he's his father, like the boy Invincible, uh, the character whose superhero name is Invincible, that his father is Omni-Man. He doesn't wear masks. He doesn't put on like glasses when he's on his downtime, like Clark Kent or anything. So like, how do you not know this is your dad? And how, do, how do people not know this is your father? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a good question because I don't think the show has been consistent with it. I think it's just like, eh, whatever you think might yeah. be the case, that's the case. Like, because, like you said, are they do they have secret identities or do they not have secret identities? If Some you know who do. his father is, then how do you not know that his, you know, the son, you may wonder, does the son have powers? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess on the other hand, if you know who Omni Man is, are you even going to try to go after his family? So it's kind of like, you know, he goes to high school, you know, there's, there's other superheroes in the high school. Uh, but like you said, if his father is the most famous superhero in the world and he doesn't wear uh, glasses, he doesn't put on, you know, a fake mustache, nothing. He looks exactly the same. Then how would they not have an idea that the son had a power? And do they even care? I don't think the show um, goes out of its way to show any difference between a superhero whose identity is known versus one whose identity is not known. Yeah, and I never, um, uh, my friend Malik, you guys know from uh, Casual Thoughts and Polyester Pockets, uh, he had put me on to Invincible probably, it has to be almost 10 years ago, because I remember we were at New York Comic Con, we were waiting in line to go get, um, we were going walking back to go get the Robert Kirkman signatures. It's all oh, you're going to have him sign something for Invincible. I'm like, what? Invincible? No, Walking Dead just came out. I'm going to have him sign this comic. And he's like, no, you should check out Invincible. And I'm looking at it like, I don't want to hear that. Time. It's <laughs> Walking Dead. Because yeah, I think that was the year Walking Dead was just coming out on, on uh, AMC. 
So and I, and I had heard about I know like the zombies and stuff. So okay, let me. I got the I got the band to you know have them sign stuff. And Kirkman was sitting there, just chilling at the Image booth. You know he can't chill at the Image booth now in New York Comic Con. So right, he was literally <laughs> just chilling at the Image booth. Like, you want you want the autograph? Yeah, sure. You know he signed signed the autograph poster for uh, Walking Dead, which I don't even know where it is. I probably gave it away to someone. Uh, I mean it just. One of the many things about getting swag at, at New York Comic Con, many things you don't keep after a while, but that's what, that's my first introduction to Image, uh, not Image, but um, Invincible. And since since then, I never even followed up on it. And all of our friends who we know through our the Comic Con culture group on Facebook and stuff, people talk highly about Invincible. I just never sat down and read it. So now, after watching the first three episodes on Amazon Prime, part of me wants to go ahead and burn through all like 144 episodes uh, issues of it. Another part is like, no, you know what? I'll just sit back and watch the show and see where this is going to take me. I want to be kind of surprised by what what's going to happen rather than, they didn't do that. This is not what it is. <laughs> so I think I'm going to sit back and just watch it and then you know, take it in uh, for at face value. And then once maybe when the season's over, I'll go and read the, the books that way. Yeah, I think so. Because you're in for, it seems like you're going to be in for a treat. Um, based off of the first three episodes, which I, you know, if you're into either the boys or uh, looking for a new show to watch or animation in general or Justice League, I recommend, you know, just giving it a shot. But based off of the first few episodes, I think um, that is the correct route to go right now because I think you're going to have a lot more surprises ahead. Even with the little cliffhanger in episode three, you know, I don't want to get into my, you know, it's that Mephisto moments again, but... <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I think there's, there's, there's a little bit of misdirection in this in this season as well so far um where it, it seems like something may become bigger than what it is but it may not be anything at all and that's what i think about some of the misdirection it it, it i have my theories about it but i'll wait until you know we get deeper into the season and then i'll give some of my theories about it but uh it, it, it's pretty good it's pretty good to uh, sit back and binge through it on the first three episodes in one shot okay so i'll try to catch that <laughs> yeah, yeah come on. Uh, definitely add it to your list of uh shows to watch it's only, again it's only three episodes and i think uh like most amazon prime shows they give you maybe one or two episodes in one day the first day and then after that it's one every friday so this upcoming friday we should have another episode um on amazon prime but are we going to talk about the main thing we're all really waiting to talk about uh black falcon Yes. That's racist. That's racist. We are all here just for Black Falcon. Falcon. You wouldn't say the white Winter Soldier. Winter is implied. Yes, I would. Yo. All for the white soldier. White soldier. White soldier. White soldier. I'm just kidding. I'll stop. You know, because he did correct the kid in in this episode that you no, know, he's not Black Falcon. He's just Falcon. <clears throat> you know, he doesn't see color. Yeah, he doesn't see color. No, all Falcons. No matter. Are. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he was a green Falcon <laughs> if he was a purple Falcon. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't see color. Yeah, he doesn't. He, yeah, he's one of those. He doesn't see color. But um, I like the I like what Marvel's doing with this. Um, as far as just bringing a, a bit of reality to, well, I guess our Avenger world. I mean, this is this is topics that were never touched upon in the MCU, uh, the the cinematic. I think they may have talked about this super lightly in the Shield, maybe once or twice when Mac was, uh, you know, encountered something. And he's all, oh, you know, I can't, you know, I, I think, I think actually probably the final season when he went back in time to like thirties, and you no. Know, Black guys in the 30s, you know, walking with a white lady, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, solving crime or whatever. That couldn't happen. So they, I think, got to pretend they were from Canada or something to that effect. Uh, but race is a topic that's never been spoken about inside of the Marvel films, anyway. In the comics, sure, but not in the film. So it's nice to see that they're trying to cover it or bring some realism to it. It still sucks, though, that uh, this is still our reality that, uh, you know, one, the fact that uh, Sam has been lied to from the jump. Now, I don't know if Steve Rogers knew about what American military did with the super soldier program, uh, showing what they did with Elijah Bradley. I feel like Steve Rogers didn't know. 
No, of course he did. Why would he have known? Think about it. Bradley, uh, okay, he would have been way, he would have been after Steve. And Steve knew that there were sold, like there were the, the, serum, the serum was being done, worked on people, but mm-hmm. you're not going to know who exactly. Nah. But the real question was, did um, Black Nick Fury know? Because if that, if that Negro knew, and that man was just living like that in Baltimore, mm-hmm. punch him in the face, take out his other eye. I feel like whoa, he, whoa. He, he, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't know exactly how he's living. We just saw, we just assumed he's, he's living, living in the, the same house, way sir. because of. <laughs> but we know trap houses can hide a lot of things so he might be hiding some things in that trap house um because we know who the grandson uh is um so who knows what they're, they're dealing with but we also don't know how he got out of prison maybe that was something that the black nick fairy did discover or maybe he was replaced by a scroll for you know a long time and they're gonna come back to that but the question I have is just to just to start a little bit of controversy. Do you think that they should even have these topics? Um, should they have Sam having an encounter with the police? Should they have him struggling financially? Um, if this is somewhat about escapism, uh, do you think that we should have black characters who don't have these type of struggles? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I agree. I see your point, and I mean, I. I agree on both ends of it. Like I, I I think that we should have some form of, as people of color, there should be some form of true escapism in watching fiction. Um, like uh, we just need to be able to have something where we don't have to always have to refer to our, our blackness as in, in fiction while on television or in cinema as being a, um, a topic of discussion. Oh, you know, I can't do this because of because I'm black, or I gotta pretend to be this way because I'm black. Like this, that is almost like when we watching, like we we talked about the irregulars earlier, where they don't even mention ethnicity or or or, or um, anything about this diverse cast. They're just going about the roles. Okay, I'm Watson. Okay, I'm um um whoever. I'm just I'm going about this role as that person. Like they can they could have filmed uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier without bringing race up at all. And it, I mean, the whole thing with struggling with uh, uh, Sam's sister struggling financially, that could have been something that he's not afflicted with, his sister is. I'll get to you when I can get to you. But I, I just think that I see your point, Kareem. I, I agree that you know, we can have shows where we don't have to use a person's color or ethnicity to bring about the rest of this, the, the topic, especially in a Marvel movie, but a Marvel show. But at the same time, it is interesting to see a taste of reality in it to make it feel like it's a little bit closer to home, like you can see yourself in it. Um, I mean, it was nice to see Black Panther, the film, you know, in you know, a fictitious country, a fictitious um, uh, uh, monarchy. Uh, 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 this. Everything about that whole society was fake, but it, we enjoyed it. It wasn't any kind of, okay, it was grounded in reality because everything was all fake. I still enjoyed it. Uh, I don't see why we can't have more of that. Uh, almost like Afrofuturism. Like you don't have to have it where it's gotta be tied down into the plight of our own reality. So, um, you know what it is? I'm, I actually, and I am, I appreciate that they're bringing in a bit of reality to this, mainly because you know that the rest of them, like the the other Avengers, are not really having a problem. Rhodey looks perfectly fine. <laughs> like Rhodey looks perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he ain't got no issues at all. Like he doesn't look like he's having financial hardships, shall we say? <laughs> but. Like, <laughs> It's a it's a good thing to show that yes, not everything is good for every Avenger out there because not everybody is. Even with the way Kmart said it, um, he said, Kmart. "I'm not." Yeah, we'll call him Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> the way Kmart said it, he's like he's not. He he compared himself to the two most known white people, Tony Stark and Banner. Mm-hmm. Like no. We don't want to make a, a comparison between me and a black Avengers. No, 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 no. Not those people. 
because they're not the important ones. And that's kind of also how it is. It's like, even with the whole thing about them not knowing who he was from the goggles or whatever, like, no, because for what, from what you're literally saying is a hero is a hero, but a black hero is only a hero in costume. Like, we don't care about you, who, who you are as a person. No one doesn't mistake Tony Stark. No one mistakes, well, maybe they might mistake Bruce Banner and maybe they might mistake um, Ant-Man, but that's because they don't really see him outside. But like, he doesn't really have that much of a costume per se. <laughs> that y'all are like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're a black guy, you're glasses. I just can't tell who you are. It's like the whole Superman effect. Like, how important are you? But like, I don't know. For me, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact they kept it in, they kept it to the point where like, yes, He's black. People are going to think this. And it's going to be harder for people because one, they're not getting paid. Again, uh, Pepper Potts needs to get off her butt and get and start doing a, a, a thing because y'all created, y'all were back in the Sokovia Accord thing. Y'all wasn't giving people pay- paychecks. Okay, y'all suck. Oh. Yeah, that's, I mean, somehow they should have yeah. figured that out as far as, you know, the living, I guess they figured it was living in Stark Tower so they didn't really need to get paid, but I don't know. It just, I mean, I guess that's a finite detail that, you know, it's, it's left on the cutting room floor when you're watching a, a movie. Like, no one's looking. I don't know. We go to see, uh, I don't know, you're watching Kong versus Godzilla and thinking, I wonder if these airmen are going to get paid. Like, what's their, you know, what's their medical coverage when, you know, when, they, when all the buildings are crashing down around? Like, I hope they got good dental. You know, no one's thinking about these, <laughs> these kind of things happening. So, I mean, now that, you know, we, we got the luxury of watching a eight or a ten, I don't know how many episodes this um, Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be, but now you got the finite details of, okay, the day-to-day life when they're not fighting the, you know, the big three. It was just androids, aliens, or wizards. Like, we... <laughs> some of those like what happens during their day-to-day okay he's home he's helping you know the, the uh the, the fish market kind of thing with his with his sister um but i i always felt and i probably most people agree to that he shouldn't he helped save the world like it should be one of those things where he shouldn't even have to ask for a loan but no and again this is the taste of reality now, people of color often find it difficult to get loans from banks but they get loans with, with, with ridiculously higher uh, interest rates than non-people of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they explain that there's so many people coming back at once, which of course is most likely just the excuse because like you said, mm-hmm. he, he's the Falcon and the guy actually did recognize who he was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, there, there are times when we, we do deal with the day-to-day struggles. I mean, mm-hmm. Peter Parker has been broke my entire life. I mean, he he had one run where he was basically, you know, almost as rich as, you know, like a Tony Stark. But Peter Parker, he's always had this daily day-to-day struggle. How can you balance your personal life um, with being a superhero? Now, granted, Falcon isn't Peter Parker. Um, right. And I do think that we should be able to have um, fantasy or sci-fi or superheroes where we don't always have to deal with, you know, having that high blood pressure when you see a cop around um, stopping the black man. But I think we have that in Marvel with Wakanda. I think Wakanda and all the Wakandans, they have that aspect where they're free of everything that we deal with day to day on the day to day basis in America or anywhere else. I think you have to touch on some of these items with him because Captain America is political. Whether we want to admit it or not, he is political. And I remember when he first became Captain America in the comic books, and Marvel received so much hate for it for years. I remember even when people were saying online, this is what they're doing. They're making Captain America Hydra. And then somebody had to remind them, which was the writer, that no, Captain America isn't Hydra. He's actually Black. And, it, you know, it took people a minute because even those who look at themselves as liberal and they're not racist, they even forgot that Captain America was Black. And this is why I think they have to touch on these aspects because there are a lot of people who they say, ah, he's not really Captain America because he's Black. But why yep. can't he be? He's as much of a hero as anybody else. The Winter Soldier, he was literally assassin, an assassin for another country but they would have no issue with him becoming a hero. And this is why I think Isaiah Bradley is 
important in this show because what's the difference between him and Winter Soldier? Like, he may have committed some crimes, no. and that's why they arrested him. But what is the difference when he was doing it, what he believed was for his country? Winter Soldier was actually fighting against America, and he's able to get on his feet a little bit quicker than Isaiah Bradley him. was. They pardoned him and everything. All you got to do is go to, you know, some therapy or whatever, and, and uh, that's it. Those don't hurt yeah. nobody. <laughs> I think they have to touch on anything, because realistically speaking, we know that there would be some cop out there some QAnon cop or whatever, he saw a Falcon and he want to make sure that Falcon's papers are in order to put him back in his place. Come on now. Yeah. You know that would happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know this it was- is Falcon, but but I'm the one with the badge right now and I'm the one with the power. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have an issue with him. I agree. Yep. Uh, it was a tweet I saw earlier from, um, uh, I think her username is uh, Zaire on... Uh, Twitter. She's the author and creator of a Bone Herder, the Kickstarter comic. She says, yeah. "Quote is that I want publishers to let Black fantasy be Black fantasy. I, it doesn't need to. Uh, we don't need racial trauma. Why the f does Black elf got to run from cops? Why does Tyronial got to uh, worry about a white lady crossing the street at night? It's fantasy. Let us live freely in imagined realities. Like pretty. That's how. I mean, that's pretty much where we are with with." Uh, Know, the Marvel with the MCU when they're bringing up race, like it doesn't always have to be our reality. And 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 TV is good. To, it's, it's nice that it's there, but it doesn't always have to be. You know, it's like we can just go on without. Let's let us just pretend in this comic book world that you no know, people can see past color. Or not to say that no, I don't see color and everything. I treat everyone equally, but. Some of the stuff is like okay, if I if I want to escape my own reality of you know being uh, double looked at when I go into the stores or, or being pulled over for driving while black or getting chokehold uh, while selling loose cigarettes or something like that or putting a knee on my neck, if I want to escape this kind of reality. I want to watch television now. I got to see uh, the Falcon getting harassed by by, by white cops too. It's like shit. When, when when does when do we get a when do we get a break? Okay, so would you rather it be the fantasy world where they're never like where it does like we're we're, we're dealing with the consequences of war of well of people coming back and then ev- everyone's hunky dory like this is a post racial society? Do you, would <laughs> I I think it's I think it's 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 it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. Um, and again, because I think not because he's just a superhero. But you're talking about someone with the title of Captain America, not a fake America, you know, supposed to be as close to a real America as possible, where you have the world wars, you have heroes, you have war heroes, um, not just people with power. So I think you have to touch on these um, aspects of it because somebody is going to criticize it if you don't. And that's the issue. It's like, well, what about all the black vets who came back and they can't get a job, how the government treated them? And now mm-hmm. you just have Captain America out here being black. That's just propaganda. You know it would come. So I think you have to touch on it as long as you don't make it traumatic. And I think that's where the line has to be drawn. Um, because we all know how easy it is to tell when something is just, you know, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, the phrase I'm thinking of, but where you're just capitalizing off of black trauma um, to black, bo- you know, trauma to black bodies. Uh, you can tell the difference where if you watch a show and it's like, okay, this is to help you understand the context of the characters as opposed to, okay, somebody's getting enjoyment out of watching this scene um, where this black person is being tortured or humiliated. That's where you have to draw the line. And I think they did draw the line because none of the cops pulled out any weapons. They didn't put their hands on him. (laughs) Hold up. Um, uh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure one of those cops he had yeah. um he had a scan on his badge real quick like I mean on his gun like he pulls his gun real fast like no he never okay, yeah. he didn't pull his yeah. gun but he, he had he his, his gun, gun yeah and then the guy had the weapon was like oh that's the fact like, oh, oh I'm sorry I didn't recognize you there yeah. so I think it's it's touching on a little because even then it, it it's you know Bucky had to speak up he had to right. say you don't know who this is so I think they're still trying to show that. You know, sometimes you have to be an ally, too, because realistically speaking, again, things can get out of hand quickly. So I think they have to touch on it a little without making it, you know, um, you know, black trauma. I think there's a way to do that where you have to address it. You have to address who is done to um, black vets. 
you have to address that to some extent. I think Isaiah Bradley is to that extent. You have to touch on the everyday struggle because you don't want it to exist in a world where there's no connection whatsoever to what's going on. America would not so easily accept um, a black Captain America. And and you can say, well, he's Falcon is so much more qualified than the guy they picked. Well, look at Trump. <laughs> I mean, just about, you know, any other black politician is more qualified than Trump. And they still picked him. So I think you have to touch on some of these aspects of no matter how qualified somebody can be, they may not want to see that person in that position because they're black. In this regard, I'm just like, nah. I, I'm, I'm glad that they, they put it out there because it wasn't really in any of the movies. And I feel like they did it because it's like, well, this is this is our TV. We wanted to get you in our fake world for decades. Like, for, for that for that decade to show you, things are great. Like, But, you know, now things are kind of a little iffy. What do you mean by that? To like show more more realism in it. Like they can attribute the whole, oh, well, this cop is like this because all these people are back. And now there there's less of I know who these people are because you know there's new people back in the world. See? It's like, oh, we can lie. We can make it seem like that's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Right. It's like, oh, it's just because we we knew we knew these previous Negroes, so we weren't over policing that area. Because we've had five years with these with these people, so you new ones. It's it's you new ones that we have an issue with, and maybe I'm overthinking it. That could be what I'm doing, but yeah. I bet if you do a search on White Panther right now, you'll find somebody <laughs> saying, "Why isn't there a White Panther? We got Black Panther." So they they have to touch on this to some extent. When I've people seen that still conversation have that mentality. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> And those, those conversations, conversations still before. go on. So mm-hmm. it's like they, I think they have to touch on it to some extent because if you don't touch on it, then it's a wasted opportunity because then when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen in this world? I mean, isn't that what some of the appeal um, for some people was with Black Panther, where it's like, oh, you have all these people in Wakanda. Why didn't they help out the Blacks in America? But then you want the one who is in America to not ever have anything to do with the struggle in America. So, you know, make it make sense. You want people who are in Africa to save American, Black Americans, but you don't want Black Americans to be involved in any of the day-to-day struggles that Black Americans go through. So I get it, there's escapism, but the Marvel Universe has never existed in this entirely um, fictitious world other than not the obvious case of superpowers and things of that nature. It's always been based off of something that's been going on in the real world. I, what I really enjoy about the MCU and that's just our, our discussion now is just that there's actual content that's a conversation piece. It's not just, oh, did you see the, you know, the fight scene and that's it. Or there's something actually worth, worth for me anyway, worthwhile of talking as opposed to when we compare it to WandaVision. Like, if we, didn't, we wouldn't really have these kind of, I guess, to me, in-depth conversations about an episode and when we watched WandaVision. Whether it's episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, we weren't we weren't having these kind. Of, it was more about who else are they going to show? I think, like I said, the the Luke Skywalker, uh, uh, no scenarios. Who's gonna who's gonna make the big reveal? Who's gonna be the engineer? Is it Blue Marvel? Is it this? That's what we got in the last uh, Marvel um, uh, show on Disney Plus. This one is like, okay, we actually have worthwhile topics of discussion about our own reality on or how uh, a person. Like us, Sam, uh, um, how would how would we react in that situation? How Sam should have reacted in the situation? Because that's the, to me is the, the most powerful scene in the last two episodes is when Sam sees Elijah um, for the first time. But I didn't know who he was going to be going into the into the uh, into the yeah. house to see. I honestly I thought yeah. it was going it was going to house in Baltimore. I'm thinking they're going to see Sharon Carter because she's you know she's supposed to be undercover. Not undercover. She's basically going to run from this from the uh, the state. Which I figured it would have all been wiped clean after the whole Thanos thing, but whatever. So I was actually surprised that you know we see um, Elijah Bradley there. I was kind of hoping for a, a little mini flashback, real quick, of him actually fighting Bucky, but maybe we'll see that in the future. Who knows? Uh, that, that could be its own series as well. But we already know how that's. We know how it's going to end. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he exists in the comics, so I mean, I would have. I don't say I'd have to do some research to see. If you know Nick Fury, whether white or black, Nick Fury knew of him and how, because he doesn't exist 
in the, I guess, the original timeline of uh, Steve Rogers or something like that. Like his character didn't come about until what, 2003, 2013 or so. So it's not like it's an old time character, like, oh, back in the day. No, he didn't exist until recently. They, you know, well, within the last 10 years, 10, 20 years or so. I know they, they did have, um, you know, those type of uh, stories in the background. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that when they did introduce Isaiah Bradley, they, they wanted to touch on, you know, forgotten heroes. Um, I think in terms of how that's going to play a role in this, in this current series is it, it's going to make Sam uh, more confident in his role and in his position. Um, because, you know, he made a comment to whoever it is, you know, fake Captain America guy is. I mean, I know who he is, but, <laughs> you know, that it's always that last line about, you know, Steve Rogers, wingman, um, you know, basically calling him a sidekick. So I think by him seeing what happened with Isaiah Bradley, who, as far as we know, he may be responsible for all the super soldiers that are out there right now. But his story is buried because he's, you know, probably dealt with racism. He's a black Captain America. And I think that'll give Sarah that confidence to assume the mantle because it's not just about him, but about honoring all the forgotten heroes who played a vital role in making America what it was, but we don't want to talk about it. So I think that's going to give him the confidence to accept it because he realizes that he's also underestimating everything that he did to save not just America, but the world. Yeah, it wasn't like a small time thing. Like, I'm just going to fight this one person. No, he, he's really going after, uh, like I said, trying to, trying to save the world. Well, I'm not even going to jump into what do you think is going to happen next. I mean, I'm glad to see that they're going to try to reach out to Baron, uh, Baron Zemo. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what, what's going to happen in, in the future episodes. Uh, can we discuss the, hi- the the whole annoyance of Kmart? Well, you have to explain Kmart, Kmart first. Because <laughs> he, like he looks like a Kmart brand for uh, Captain America. Mr. Uh, Captain Punchable Face? Yes, Captain Punchable Face. Uh, look, look, fine. You want to call him Captain Punchable Face? Kmart? Kmart. <laughs> Attention, Kmart Sharpers, this is your Captain America. Really? Yeah, he has a very punchable face. Like He has no suit. I thought maybe they might have you know, perfected the super serum or gave him a, a portion of it. But he said he has no super strength like Cap. He just, you know, the hard work and paid off. And I, you know, I've been working with the shield, you know, being out and they, you know, quickly showed a quick cut to show how he uses the shield so he knows how to throw it. Okay. So you, he's still just like Captain America. He's still, he's still not bulletproof. Why do these, why these bad guys never have a gun? It's, it's like, besides me, you're on top of a truck. <laughs> Shoot him. He's got limited space to go. Right. Like, oh my gosh, I swear. I look, I'm be nice. No, mm. me. screw being nice. No. Okay. First off, I have a problem with the fact that, again, black sidekick. He's he ha- he just happens to have a black sidekick. Oh my gosh, that's so quirky. Well, you know, if you not if you don't have a magical Negro like in the show, uh, uh, the Irregulars, where they have the magical Negro from Louisiana showing her how to use her powers, you have to have a black <laughs> sidekick. Right, and you know, not only does he have a black sidekick, you know, he went to uh, what appears to be a banging college. Wait, nope, that's my bad. That's a high school. With a marching band that just seems like it could come from like Clark Atlanta. Like, yo, why do they have Grambling's um freaking <laughs> uh, marching band? I'm sorry, I gotta I there's all this blackness surrounding him to prop him up as being the white savior that it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I did like after like as it was starting, I was like, I'm not watching this crap. I am like the very beginning of this episode, I was like, I am not watching this garbage. As soon as, um, I feel bad because I'm about to call her something really rude and that's not her fault. Um, Meghan Markle? As soon as Meghan Markle came into the locker room to wish him luck? Sure, let's call her that because that's not who I was going for. But <laughs> I, was going for I was going for another superhero on an, on that's DC that happens to have a really, that happens to have a light, bright black girl from We ain't going to discuss that, right? Because that, 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 that makes you edgy. That makes you a cool, a cool superhero. Your girlfriend's black. But like you went to this high school that has this awesome black band and all this stuff and you're on Good Morning America talking about, oh, um, you know, I'm just good to be home in my high school, like blah, 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 blah. 
propped around white savior and all this blackness, this, this sea of blackness that has to push forward white people at all times. And I, it may be my own issue. It's often inside of uh, uh, television and, and, and social media stuff. They use our culture, our black uh, African-American culture to kind of validate them being cool. Right. But like on a, you need, yeah. You need that black you need that you need that support of blackness to be seen as a hero. But if you're a hero and you're black, no, we can't. We're, we we that's that's a step too far. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's like which is why I kind of glad I stuck with the episode because then it goes to show how yeah, see look America, we want all you black people in the background. Mm-hmm. But if you're a superhero, this is what happens to you. Isaiah Bradley's and I'm not even gonna go like just just strictly like the whole story with him like the the contrast between white dude in Georgia with this all this overwhelming black support around him the 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 baseline all that other stuff like oh it's drumline Nick Cannon's supposed to come out here play some drums and then you know here we go here we go. I can't wait for him to become the bad guy because you know that's what's coming like well I don't think be, well I don't. I, I've never read the story arc with with him, so I don't know how it's going to turn out for him. But look, if he doesn't turn see, into the black, into I'm, the bad I'm just guy, hoping he gets killed. Killed or he gets I mean, injured, and they need, and that's that's where Falcon comes in and takes and takes the mantle where he what he should have taken as the real Captain America. Well, I really don't think they're gonna let Cap. I don't think that they're gonna give him. They're gonna let him get take the mantle. I do not believe they're going to let him wear use the mantle in this show. I think, and I also believe. Sorry. Uh, where the heck is Wakanda telling you, like, yo, hold up, that was not for you. That shield is ours. Give it back. That ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Give us back our, give us back our vibranium. It was a loan to a dead guy. That's it. They probably don't care. The, 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 those few ounces, a few pounds of vibranium, they have a whole mine underground of, nope. of vibranium, of billions, if not trillions of dollars worth of stuff. I don't think they care about that one shield. Said, look at it. Look at the Americans fighting over this one shield of vibranium. While they, you know, everything they have in their house is made of vibranium. <laughs> like, yeah. care about what you're, what you're doing for this. I mean, it's possible that they could use those connections, um, mm-hmm. if not through um, War Machine and through um, Winter Soldier, because he was in Wakanda, and it is vibranium. Um, so they could try to make it clean um, that way. But I would be so disappointed if they didn't let him take the mantle of Captain America. Because it wouldn't be so much about what's the point of this show, uh, but it's the storyline that they're using is part of the storyline that led them ultimately becoming Captain America in the comics. And I don't think that I don't even know what to call him, the fake Captain America, Kmart, that that he yes. should be killed in a way that would then allow Sam to take over as Captain America. Because then again, it, it's not presenting things in a way where it's like, no, he should have been him to begin with. I think by saying that he, you know, he died, then it's a cop out in a way where it's like, ah, OK, well, there's no one else now. So that's why not. And I don't think that he should take the mantle as a as a as an aside of why not. Um, Battlestar, I'm, I'm not even going to disagree with you on that because um, his history is problematic. So I don't know where the show is going to go with him other than to say, I think it's trying to get rid of that viewing a black character as just a sidekick. Um, because you have War Machine and Iron Man, um, even yep. though he's his own character now and Tony Stark is, is dead, you know, people still think, oh, yeah, he started with Iron Man. Right. Um, and they may not remember Iron Man 2 or 3 where he became his own character. Because um, who really does remember those? <laughs> but I think this show is, is trying to address that head on. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. Let's hope so. But I don't trust nothing. I trust nothing. Nothing. It just seemed, it, I don't know. I just, it just bothered me. I'm sorry. It just really, really, <laughs> really bothered me that whole intro, that whole beginning. And I, I really need him to die. I need him to be badly disfigured because the whole, ooh, when he is the one that helps free Bucky and he's like, well, you know, it's me. It's me. I, I'm. I'm the one with the power here. I have the power. And I'm like, oh God, please kill him. Just, just die. And then when they walk, when Bucky and them, when Bucky and 
Falcon walk out after their therapy session, which is hilarious. Um, and he some and he summons their attention by using the police horn, the police siren. I'm like, you know what? Y'all want us to hate him, which is fine because I like the beginning. So we're good. Like we just kill him, make him dead, do something, do 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 anything you want to him. Like please let him be the bad guy. Just let him just make him the bad guy. Like let him realize that he's a schmuck. He's a schmuck, and we haven't even gotten to the actual story of. <laughs> <laughs> the whole story at all. We haven't even gotten to Freckles and her side and her story. Like none of it. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Y'all go. I'm gonna stop. So, but but you know, uh, just on that point, because um, you know, WandaVision not having Mephisto in it to me was okay. That was my own theory. I hyped myself up, but the show was was consistent. If Sam doesn't become Captain America. I'm going to be really upset. Not just because, oh, my theory didn't work out, but I enjoyed it. Because to me, it's it's a little bit of false advertisement. You don't show him with the shield in all the trailers. Um, you don't have him interacting with cops or having a struggle financially um, where you introduce Isaiah Bradley if you're not going to have him get closer to the mantle of Captain America. Because then you can have that complete escapism. You don't need to have those moments if you're not going to make him overcome them. And because then that would piss me off because then what's the point? If you're going to introduce those moments and show someone overcoming them, if you're not going to show someone overcoming them, then to me it just comes off as, okay, you just want to see a black man experience those things for no other reason than to see him experience those things. So if you're not going to make the character overcome that, um, or you're going to promote it, then it's going to be almost as if where you know you pretend somebody's going to become a Jedi and then they don't. Right. But in terms of the actual story for this episode and the introduction of you know all these extra super soldiers, I do like that story. Um, I'm also curious about who was sending the message to one of the characters of you stole my product, basically. Um, so somebody was using those super soldier serums for a specific reason. And this revolutionary group got their hands on it as well. So I'm wondering what's really at play behind everything. Um, and, and I think that this is going to be too tempting for some people to just ignore. You know, maybe that's how we get to U.S. agent. Oh, maybe. That yeah, works. drunk with power, things of that nature. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, why not? Why not? That's even my one thing that I did like about the whole... The co- the government doesn't care about the, those of us that are that are here. They only care about the people that have come back. Like, yeah, can you imagine all of the? Okay, and this is where my mind went. It's so horrible, but I'm thinking like, imagine all the people that came back. Among those people that came back were children, <laughs> like, and their parents may be moved on, gone. You know, or in, you know, like Wanda, like uh, Monica's mom passed away. And then you have babies that have come back. Like, yo, there is like an entire world that have come back. And you're just like, oh, well, we don't care. Yes, we do. You need to find these people. Like, <laughs> hey, but you're assuming that the, the governments that came back, they actually care about those people. And I think that's partly what the group is saying. That's why Sam said, yeah, the ones with the resources, they always make that that comment. Um, because you don't know who is hoarding the resources again. I mean, here we are. If Falcon can't get a loan, then what do you expect other people to be able to get? So I think there's, I'm, I'm almost certain that there's a lot of economic inequality going on right now. Yep, like, it has to. It has to. I don't know. I like I don't know. I guess I would assume like yo, if you survived on your own, and I will assume that she survived because she looks like she's maybe twenty five, and she's probably not. She's probably like let's say she's twenty two, so she survived on her own from like the time she was sixteen on up. I get it. That's tragic. Yeah. That that that's horrible. That is a horrible thing. But and yeah, the world came together after a certain point because <laughs> it's not like things were ooh, rosy for like that first year like we saw them in therapy <laughs> I mean clearly but you know there's a lot 
Like, I understand her reasoning, but at the same time, I'm just like, girl, please get over it. People come back. Some Sometimes they come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and uh, not, I guess that whole thing with the blip, we're not sure who actually comes back. Because remember when Sam, uh, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, when he disappeared, the helicopter crashed into the building. So I'm presuming that someone inside the helicopter uh, was flying or was a passenger and they blipped out. So my question is, when they come back, are they, the helicopter's not there, so where do they blip back to? Right. On the, on the nearby rooftop? They um, fall off the sky? Yeah, because Captain Marvel or Photon, she came back, right back in the hospital room where, her, where she was, you know, when, when she was looking over her mother. Right. Like, somebody came back in a very bad location. Like, people came back and probably <laughs> died immediately. <laughs> Like if you were on a go- if you were on a cruise ship at the time, that cruise ship now is no longer still there. You dead. Like you came back in the middle of the ocean. Shark just ate you. Um, I think they can have a TV show just based off of that. Where do people come back to? I will watch it. Me too. The person in the helicopter, they came back in the air. You know exactly. that they came back in the air. What happened next? That's I will watch it. <laughs> they die like in debris. They just come flying right back down to the ground. Or did someone like Spider-Man save them? You never know. Or did they land on somebody else? Because I mean, if you just walk in, you know, by and somebody just reappears, then what? Somebody, you know, like you know what I'm saying, like there's so much that happened. Like somebody got hit by a car. You know this. <laughs> there's so much that probably went wrong. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. That's not. But I think no. But I think this show is going to touch on that. I mean, they're already, you know, introducing the politics that exists in the world, the dynamics, and it makes sense because what happened to government? I mean, imagine if all all of Congress just disappeared one day. You know, what if the government in another country just completely disappeared one day? I think you know this is they're introducing that in this series to some extent. Um, and I can't wait to see where, what's been going on. And I can't wait to see Baron Zemo get his hood. You think he's really going to get his hood? Oh, yeah. They showed it in the trailer. It better not be, you know, <laughs> the epilogue. They just show him with the, the hood. Um, I, I think they they have to have him play some type of a role in the current event. And this is me as a kid talking. Um, Baron Zemo was one of the first villains I ever knew. Because I had the toy. And oh. if you remember back in the day, they didn't really have Marvel toys like they do nowadays. You can get any character you want. Uh, back then, it was just like a, a select few. And I don't, I don't even remember how I got the Baron Zemo toy. Um, you know, it had the shield, everything. But that's how I knew Baron Zemo. And I was obsessed with, you know, he's a cool looking character. So as an adult, now to see him in a TV show, it's, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. And I like that, the fact that we don't even really have to, dis- we're not even discussing major plot points in the show. We're just yeah. discussing our reality and um, laid upon the reality that they're trying to present to us in the actual show itself. That's why, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I think I like this better than um, the other one, the other show. Uh, Daredevil? Shut up. <laughs> Blue Page? <laughs> yes. <Daredevil. laughs> no, I was thinking, I like it so far, for the reality of it, I like it more than um, WandaVision. Yeah? Yeah, so for, so far. Like, because I, I like the realism. I, I, I like the fact that this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. We're showing reality and the, the, negative, con- the negative context of what happens when people come back. What happens when half the world is just like, boop, we want our stuff back. Although I really do wonder, like, yo, what happened? Like, for rich people that that went away and that were married and, like, they were legally called, uh, considered dead and all their assets were were, um, taken from them, what happens to those people? Good question. (laughs) Are those banks doing the same thing to them? (laughs) Sorry, I have a very weird sense of (laughs) what's going on. They just might be because their dynamics change. So who's rich in this type of world? This is gonna be fun. I'm sorry. Like, it is. It is. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, I, I love WandaVision too. I'm I'm open for a second season of Wanda acting like a terrorist. I mean, 
I didn't mean that. She wasn't a terrorist. Was <laughs> she was a terrorist. She wasn't. I'm she sorry. Was a she was a terrorist. Like, let's, let's stop. She was she, grieving. That's what she was doing. She was grieving. I'm sorry. I When I grieve, I don't hold entire people hostage. I'm just, you know, I feel like that's not the way to grieve. That's not it. She no, but I, I love, I, I think the, everything I hope Disney Plus would be um, before COVID hit. Uh, I'm starting to see it now. Um, WandaVision, Falcon. I, there's different things to love about it, but I'm just glad they're here now. But Wanda was a terrorist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can stop kidding. She's a freaking terrorist. Stop what? it. Like, yo, homegirl had issues and she's a terrorist. Well, no, it's answer but about it. It's a magic, she's a magical Karen that got away with you no know, terrorizing an entire town for at least at least a week. Exactly. She because she's a terrorist. Like she got to hold all these people hostage. And there's no real repercussions for her. None. Nary a repercussion for this woman. Why should are you gonna be the one to try to stop her? I mean, clearly not. I ain't got no superpowers. <laughs> but somebody should have shot her in her head. Damn. What? <laughs> That's where her power oh, comes from. Quickly. But no one, <laughs> but no one was injured in the making of that TV show. So, mm, are we sure about that? Are we sure? Prove about it. That? Prove it. You have to prove damages in order to receive compensation. <laughs> go Selena and Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all so so much. Oh man, y'all is so wrong. That wraps up this week's episode of Three Hokages Podcast. We're your hosts, K. Cream and Hanif. Have a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. the voice. Uh-huh. But let's get it. Yeah. No itch, you wanna kick it, cause it's preordained. When I spray, pull a three Hokage. We on site, think a night, maybe move away. It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage. Now a tune of the sound of the new old age. Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher, the stakes is higher. Based on the day, it's wire. The culture ain't a case of day to day attire. Nah, respect the frame, the bands is fire. Pay homage, we can speak about us. Pay homage, we can speak about us. Pay homage, we can speak about us. Yeah.